Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey. Welcome. How are you? Shit. I was going to do what we did last time. Welcome. No, it's too late now. Sorry. Okay, wait. Welcome to episode... Which one is Ooh, that's a trick 14. question. 14. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, good for me. How are you? I'm so fab. I'm just glad it's Friday. I got held work uh, late at work today, so I'm like so happy to be gonzo from the office i stayed late at work today so i could finish these notes oh wow because i actually get out at five now but i stayed i like clocked out and then just like stayed an extra hour just to have somewhere to sit and finish my notes nice so that's what i did on my friday we are so cool you know i think this is exactly what our parents dreamed we'd be like (laughs) (laughs) yes why do you drink this week let's just jump right the fuck into this totally uh i drank this week because oh my god it was horrible i got home from work yesterday and i'm on this like spiritual kick i don't know mm-hmm. why but it's probably i feel like every other episode you're on a spiritual kick. i am and i go through phases and i feel like living in la does not help like living in such a hipster part of town um and so i was researching like i was like oh numerology and guardian angels and spirit guides and crystals and i came home and my boyfriend was like in his scrubs from work where he's a a legit scientific logical doctor right he's like a (laughs) physician's assistant and he like came home from the emergency room like exhausted after a shift and he's like how was work i was like let me tell you about crystals and human (laughs) design the thing he cares the least about oh and he hates that shit and i was like human design readings and all this stuff and he was like interesting interesting and then finally i was like oh how was your day and he was like you know, I had to tell someone that they had cancer. And I was like, what do you mean? And that's why he fucking drinks. Literally. And I go, I like pulled a beer out of the fridge. I was like, here you go. Because I felt like a terrible person. And I was like, tell me it was skin cancer. He's like, it wasn't skin cancer. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, tell me they were like 90. And he's like, he was 40 and his girlfriend was with him. And it was Does he have a chance? Say he told him stage one. Well, he doesn't have medical uh, (gasps) insurance. So like. They don't know what to do, but I'm probably oh not my supposed God. to even talk about it. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's just sad. Okay. It's horrible. I don't know. Anyway, uh, why do you drink this week? Um, 
I drink. I didn't think of a reason before. Oh, that's okay. I mean, usually I just have one. Yeah, that's kind of a good sign. Earlier today I was homesick. Does that count? Oh, yeah. I was homesick over like weird things. Like one of the people at work was talking about how they were thinking about putting a couch in one of their rooms, like in their bedroom. Oh. And in my hometown childhood room, I still have a couch in my bedroom from when I was in high school. So I started thinking about it. And then the person I was talking to was like, but that's kind of tacky. And I was like, whoa, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Basically, I miss my couch. Oh. I'm sorry. I know it's a stupid reason for most people, but I've had a lot of sleepovers on that couch. Homesickness is the worst feeling. But I get to go home two weeks from now. That's Two weeks? Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, good. Anyway, do you have news for me? Yeah, I have a couple little things. Um, So, you know how we talked about the Dybbuk box Mm -hmm. a while back? Um, So... One of our listeners named Kevin, um, hashtag classic Kevin, classic, uh, wrote us and said he lives near Thursk, which is where that chair was. Um, and he goes, I'm right by that museum. Um, and he was like, oh, I'll go and like take photos and send them to you of the chair on the wall. And I was like, I was like, you have to sit in it. I just want him to sit in it. What an asshole. But I told him I'm not liable for anything that happens. Right. Um, and then he goes, take my advice wholeheartedly, but then don't think of me when the repercussions come. <laughs> but I don't want anything to do with the outcome. <laughs> but then he said uh, that he would, I was like, just, oh, what I said was don't haunt us if something happens right. to you. As long as you promise you won't haunt us, go sit in the chair. He goes, oh, I'll just be hiding in the Dybbuk box if you need me. And I was like. <sighs> okay (laughs) classic kevin hashtag classic kevin um then okay it's just weird shit has been happening remember carl tunsler and his like Mm -hmm. how could i forget frosty the snowman corpse so apparently several people have messaged me and been like oh i had a crazy neighbor named carl with a k Mm -hmm. and then i thought about it and i was like i also had a crazy neighbor named carl with a k in cincinnati and it actually gives me goosebumps. It's like a ghost story. It's not really a ghost story. It's like a creepy story. When I was little, my brother and I were playing in like the sunroom um, and it was dark out and we were doing a puzzle and I distinctly remember putting the duck puzzle piece into the spot mm-hmm. and I heard this knocking and it was like a room that had glass windows surrounding it mm-hmm. um, and we heard this knocking right above us and they were sort of like doors with glass panes and I remember I was probably five and my brother was three and we kept hearing this knocking and I was too scared to look up. And my brother said, like, Christina, what is that? And I said, it's just the wind because I didn't want to scare him. And I remember I was like doing the puzzle and I told him to like find this piece. And I looked up and there was like a white gloved hand and that's all you could see. Shut the fuck up, Christine. And it was banging on the window. Shut the fuck up, Christine. And then it tried the handle and I didn't know what to do. And all I saw, and then, like, the person or whatever saw that I was looking at it, and all I saw was a hand, and it stopped, and it waved at me, <gasps> and I... Gra- That's a fucking clown. I, it gives me goosebumps, and all I said was, Alexander, let's go find mom. And I, like, stood up, and I was like, come with me. And I grabbed my brother, and we ran to find my mom, and she was on the phone with her friend in Germany, and I'm like, there was a white hand at the door, and she goes, I'm on the phone, I'm on the phone, and I'm like, mom, it was... And she goes, you're imagining things. Like, just totally not listening. And I was terrified. And um, I guess the next day she went outside, and in the snow there were, like, footprints. And they went back to this creepy guy Carl's house. And she apparently – so to me, she was like, oh, it was nothing, like, blah, blah, blah. Right. So for years, I thought there was just, like, a disembodied hand, like, 
probably she should have told me, but I guess it went back to that guy's house. What was he trying to get? Was he trying to like break in? Nobody knows. I mean, he had he a fucking glove just a on. Weird elderly man who like wandered around. But if you don't talk to him, why is he just trying to open your fucking door casually? He's a crazy. I don't know. I the honestly, wave is the creepiest part. The, the in, like you're interacting he, like, paused, with him now, and then he waved. It really scared me. And so for years we talked about the white hand. Then I finally found out years later that this guy Carl was from Germany or Austria. I don't remember which. And like just was a like kooky, not nice old guy. And my mom said she just did not have good experiences with him. And he, um, so he did that to us and like tried to scare, I think he was trying to scare us. I don't really know. And then, um, who knows what would have happened though, if that door was unlocked. I know, I know. He literally could have killed you and And he had gloves to hide his fingerprints to do it. Fucking creepy. So my mom was like, okay, don't ever like interact with him and told him to like go away. And then years later, I mean, I'm talking after my parents divorced, like 10 years later down the road, at least 12, maybe. So we're living in this new house in a totally different neighborhood in a different part of the city. And we live right off this, like, um, graveyard. It's like a Jewish cemetery. And it's, like, basically our backyard. And one day I'm, like, wandering around. And I found his grave, like, in my backyard. Shut the fuck up. And you can see it from my bedroom window. And my mom goes, yeah, I didn't want to tell you, but he's buried, like, right outside our house. Like, our new house that's a different part of the city. And with I'm, with the glove lying on the I know. Tombstone. So I like when I was growing up and or when I lived there, I would like look out the window. I'm like, if a white hand appears in my window, I will scream. But apparently he died and was buried right outside our, my new house that's, miles away. Anyway, that's ugh. my story of Carl, the crazy Carl. So apparently a lot of people have crazy Carl neighbors. I didn't have a neighbor like that. I just had I just had really nice neighbors. I'm saying that because they might be listening. <laughs> I don't actually like Carl's them at probably all. listening too. No. <laughs> No, I had really, I had that, that neighborhood where like all the parents raised the kids together. I love that. Growing up, we would just be watching TV at like nine o'clock on a weeknight. And all of a sudden, like 10 neighbors would just walk in and be like, who's drinking? It's <laughs> like, hey. I feel like I was meant to be born into that. I think you were born to meet me so I could maybe bring that's you that. It. Maybe that's it. Because yeah. I 0% did not have that. We did not. We always got robbed and just locked all our doors. And oh, no. It was not a, yeah, no. Well, and Carl would just show up at the windows at night, so. Perfect. Great times. Any other fun things? Um, One more thing. Um, So one other user named Sydney Cray on uh, Twitter wrote me, and she sent a picture of her dog, and she said, this is my Geo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You have a dog named Geo, too? I've never met another Geo. person. Yeah. yeah, another Geo. And she's like, yeah, and he's so, such a cute, I think it's like a beagle. Um, and then I, she goes, don't make fun of me, but um, he's named after Giovanni Bernard. <gasps> and I was like, Stop. Did you have to walk out of the room? I just, well, for a moment I was like, M must have like, Sussed this is a up. prank. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, my dog's named after Giovanni Bernard. I was like, are you from Cincinnati? And he's a Bengals player, by the way. I'm like, are you from Cincinnati? And she goes, oh no, he was just on my fantasy football team. And I was like. Yeah, that's why I named my dog that because he was on my fantasy football basically team. Basically, you were looking in a mirror and having a conversation. Super weird. And she's like, I live in Denver. Like, I don't live in Cincinnati, but we both named our dog Giovanni Bernard. And my dog, or my brother, every time he's mad at Gio, will go, Giovanni. Anyway, that's all. I just wanted to kind of throw out some fun little facts. Um, I think we both are very interested in our stories, and they're yes. both very long. And God forbid you have to edit any more videos. <laughs> So I'm going to skip milkshake and wine facts today. Dun, dun, dun. Because they're just going to put us on a tangent that we can't escape. Before we forget, though, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm actually drinking white wine today. 
I'm drinking a Toasted Head Chardonnay, which is my favorite char- one of my favorite Chardonnays. But the reason I don't drink it is because it's kind of pricey. It's like 11 12 bucks out here. Um, and my brother went to Coachella and like stole it from the – not stole it, but he took it from the house of the people that he was um, staying with. And he like brought it back for me. So now I have this nice Chardonnay. So thank you, Alexander. Um, I am drinking a chocolate milkshake before you. Don't ask. House of Pies. Again, House of Pies. I feel like that's just going to – why don't they sponsor us? They will. It's a matter of time. I already talked about them on my Instagram, and I got nothing from them. H-O-P. We'll do some <laughs> grassroots marketing over there. Okay, perfect. So I did a story um, that's actually – I realized I hadn't done, a, like, a Virginia story yet. Oh, so hometown. I, speaking of being homesick, AF. <laughs> um, I was looking up, like, the most haunted places in Virginia. Cool. And one of them actually is on a campus of – and when I looked it up, um, this one happened to be on the college campus that one of my best friends went to. Cool. So my friend Cece, who has written into a listener story at one point. Yes. Um, she went to a college, Radford University. Okay. And Isn't that where my friend Lindsay went? Mm-hmm. Ah! Yeah. Hey, Lindsay. I don't know if you're listening, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. I <laughs> hi. Also, Christine failed to totally tell me that she had a other friend out here from Virginia and this random friend and I sat next to each other when we both went to Christine's improv show and we were making <laughs> small talk. This was before she told me she was from Virginia. She was like, oh, I went to a school called Radford. And I was like, like in Virginia? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I'm from Virginia. And I was like, I'm from Virginia. And then I told her like the town I was in, we had a whole... Oops. And then after the show, Christine shows up and is like, oh, you guys met. And I was like, why the fuck didn't you tell us we're from the same town? It doesn't occur to me. I don't know. Of all the places you meet two people. She and I don't talk about Virginia. Like, I don't know where she, like, I didn't remember where she was from. We won't get into that. Okay. Okay. This is the St. Albans. Albans? I should have fucking asked. I think asked. it's Alban. I think it's Alban too. A-L-B-A-N. Mm-hmm. St. Albans Sanatorium. <gasps> I feel like I've heard of that, but I don't know why. It's one of the most active locations on the East Coast. And uh, there's several chunks to the history of it that go back to the 1700s. So in 1775, there was a woman named Mary Draper. And she immigrated to Virginia in a colony that her and her family and a couple other families that made this community called Draper's Meadows. And it was on land that is now... Um, it's on the site of where Virginia Tech campus is now. Um, okay, so in 1775, this was during like the French and Indian War, and they were living on uh, land that belonged to mainly Shawnee tribe mm-hmm. of Native Americans. And one day, the Shawnee natives attacked Draper's Meadow, and they killed um, five different people. They killed, So they tried to kill anyone that was in the colony, but a lot of people had gone out for the day. Oh. And so they killed who they could. <sighs> um, anyone that they didn't kill, they would take captive. But the five people that they did kill, three were men and two girls. Uh, one of them was Mary's mother and one of them was Mary's niece. Oh, no. And then, so there was an, like a journal piece that she left behind mm-hmm. to tell the colonists like what happened. Like oh. the colonists that luckily weren't there right they ended up coming back 
And the man, one of the men that they killed, they had decapitated him and left his <gasps> head in a bag <gasps> on their front porch. Oh, no. So that the colonists could come and they literally saw a bag with one of their colonists' oh, heads. Oh, no. And then um, they wrote, um, her mother was tomahawked and scalped. <gasps> no. And then Mary's sister-in-law's infant child <gasps> was brained against the side of one of the cabins. And brained means literally grabbed by the baby ankle and swung. No. And then smashed its head into the side no. of the cabin. Wait, who wrote this art? This journal? is what the colonists wrote about that day. Like the <gasps> aftermath. Oh, no. So, um, like I said, if anyone survived, then they ended up being held captive if they were there. Right. So Mary got held captive with her two sons. And then a man and another woman who all of the stories only know her as the old Dutch woman. So, uh, oh. you know, that's the title uh, okay. she has now. <laughs> um, so Mary, her two sons who were two and four at the time, and then the old man and the Dutch woman. And uh, once they were held captive, Mary was taken as a servant and her sons were sent away to be adopted by the natives. Oh, so she had to like wow. serve to her own fucking kids while they were being raised by someone else. <gasps> Oh, holy shit. So, like, in the same tribe, they were... Yeah. Oh, wow. And so, um, Mary, like, couldn't do anything about it. So, if she wanted to escape, she couldn't take her kids. So, she had to, like... Holy shit. Give that up. But she ended up escaping with the old Dutch woman. And they... <laughs> the old Dutch woman. And they escaped by... In 40 days, they made it 500 miles holy to the next colony crap. over. And, um... They brought no food, no supplies. It was just like a spur of the moment. This is our chance escape. And so they just scavenged during like the whole trek wow. there uh, to a point where the old Dutch woman got so hungry that multiple times she tried to eat Mary. Okay. Like alive okay. and raw. Okay. Um, they then ended up finding the other colony where Mary's husband was and they got back together and moved to the land that is now Radford campus. Okay. And uh, they, I guess, said see ya to those other kids because they had five more children in its place. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they'll be fine. <laughs> They're like, okay, let's just try that again. Oh but one of those kids ended up being sent back once he turned 17. Like, I guess they just... Really? I don't know if, I don't know if they were both supposed to, but one died or... But he, all I know is that one of them at 17 got back to them. Wow. How crazy. So that's one story, and that's just, like, some, like, bad juju of, like, a lot of Indian wars and decapitating people and putting their heads in bags. Fact. Just the whole land is fucked up in that way. But then in 1865, during the Civil War, one of the more gruesome battles happened uh, right on Radford's campus, too, at the site of Cloyd's Mountain. Mm. And uh, in only an hour, this battle killed over 1,200 men. <gasps> So, holy shit. Immediately lots of bad juju. Bad juju. Now they're, now that it's um, a little time's passed, it's now been 30 years later. Uh huh. And Professor George Miles is now buying part of the property to build a school on it called the St. Albans Lutheran School for Boys. So, and this was 1892. Okay. Professor Miles favored admitting wealthy and athletic boys to the school. A lot of websites I saw said that they, he kind of had that forward-thinking way that colleges now do where they kind of put athletics at a higher standard. Right. Um, so he really encouraged men to be strong. And by men, I mean, like, fucking boys. Children. 
So he ended up not favoring the weak, mm-hmm. which ended up encouraging a lot of bullying. Mm. It reminds me of, not to put that out there, but it reminds me of the Hitler Youth before World War II when they... Oh, yes. Because they, like, recruited, like, healthy, fit boys. Yeah. And then they would encourage the children to, like... Bully the weed weak. out. Like, yeah. The kids who couldn't Survival stand of the fittest Yeah, it was, like, that. the, like, strongest race. I mean, it was more extreme to, like, right, right, right. race, but it was a similar concept of, like... No, that's definitely the same idea. Uh, even though it wasn't talked about during that time, there were a lot of kids who ended up uh, killing themselves. <gasps> oh, so there was no. a lot of suicides on the property. Oh, no. Um, there was also a maintenance man there named Donald, but he apparently also went by Smokey. And this maintenance man was a homosexual pedophile. Oh, no. And he had raped and killed at least one of the students, maybe more. Raped and killed? Definitely raped and killed. Probably raped more, maybe killed more. Holy shit. I mean, if people were just committing suicide, he probably could have just killed them and said it was a suicide or something like that. Yeah. And back then it wasn't as... People right like, like i mean it's not like there was like dna like you could just say he killed himself and people would be like okay oh no. so who knows but here is a quote from one of the yearbook editors in 1904 i guess there was a quote about the school in a newspaper article specifically that said the atmosphere at the school is rough and competitive it clearly favors the stronger and made short work of the more cerebral types, such as one student, Mr. Runyon. And then the yearbook editor in 1904 had a picture of Mr. Runyon in the yearbook, and the caption was, E. Blackburn Runyon did not return after Christmas much to our sorrow, as it put a stop to the football games on the terrace, in which he figured prominently as the football. (gasps) No! So they just kicked the shit out of him all the time. What a dickhead yeah what is wrong with these people also what a fancy way to like cover up the fact you're talking about right oh yeah he was bullied and killed himself but we're just gonna still call him a fucking we're so sad we're so mad that you took away our football games (gasps) asshole how dark and twisted and a lot of kids if they didn't kill themselves they just ran away and they would just report them missing and then never found them god so um when the stock market crashed, Miles ended up losing funding for the school, and admission started depleting, and after only being open for 12 years, it closed in 1911. Oh, wow. Probably for good reason. So four years later, in 1915, Dr. J.C. King bought the school and saw potential for it to be a new state-of-the-art mental hospital. Oh, no. Of course. And that's not a good sign. Because if it wasn't an abusive school, it might as well be a mental hospital <laughs> in the 1900s. Same difference. Um, so this was during, this was 1915. So this was like the beginning of psychology and psychiatry right. being taken seriously. And so he vowed to make this a mental facility that worked towards actual rehabilitation, which was unheard of at the time. Yeah. Because back then it was like you could put them somewhere and then expect to a never see results b never see them again right just leave them there. just like be like see you never and this was the first one where he vowed that he wanted to see like recovery results wow okay in 1916 the first four patients were admitted um and had like on the cusp like cutting edge therapies for its time um including which is actually like not a bad idea 
they had a fully functioning farm with a vegetable garden, flower <gasps> garden, dairy herd, and poultry coops. Wow. So that way they had, I think there was, let me see if I found, if I wrote it in here. There was an article, there was like a brochure from the time that talked about it. And it had some very old timey way of phrasing it of like a sample of out of door activities. <laughs> and that was the moment where I was like, is outdoor short for out of door? That like literally reading this out of door. The brochure said oh. gives them a sampling of out of door activities. And oh, I was like weird. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the long version of outdoor and I'm just learning this today. I guess I never thought about that, yeah. Yeah, I was like out of door. I guess outdoor would mean that you're out of the house, but you can't call it an outhouse. <laughs> you know. This is a sample of our outhouse. We could in the brochure we could go on about that forever anyway so that's something i learned today is that outdoor is actually shorter than what the it used to be you know. this was also to offer them employment and recreational therapy basically it was giving them a sense of purpose but and that they were helping and very progressive super like progressive. More progressive than a lot of prison. like this was nine this was literally over 100 years ago and someone was doing something smart even currently they're trying to get that yeah into prisons and, and yeah yeah i mean that was like the one thing in this whole story I agreed with. I know. I, I see a light, but I feel like it's going to be extinguished very soon. <laughs> yeah, you see the light thinning. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the sanatorium, I mean, if you're going to call it a sanatorium, that's your first fucking problem. Totally. But they also had these new revolutionary methods to help patients, um, you know, get better. No. <laughs> oh, no. In quote, get better. Because their favorite uh, choices of method were electroconvulsive therapy, <laughs> uh, lobotomies, hydroshock therapy, and insulin coma therapy, and all other forms of current mental torture, I'm sure. Ugh. So uh, since psychiatry was so new, these patients were basically considered lab rats at the yeah. time because all the doctors were just excited to have someone to like experiment their new procedures with and didn't... They just assumed, oh, well, because it's new, it must be better than the old sure. stuff, but it was actually really fucking bad. Like, hydroshock therapy... Like, you would either be mummified with icy cold towels and then left overnight and you're, like, strapped to, like, a table. Are so you serious? Yeah. Or they would just shoot you with a fucking fire hose of iced water that, like, literally burns through your skin. Why would they ever think that that was a revolutionary treatment? Because it shocks you out of being whatever level of... It just makes you be quiet? Like, I don't... Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, the dead usually outweighed the living. No fucking surprise. Well, great. Um, so much so that the sanatorium also built their own morgue on site. Great. So that was a cool thing to do. Fabulous. For those who survived, there were long-term effects such as skull fractures, <gasps> seizures, severe memory loss, hysteria, no shock here, long bouts of depression. Oh, no. And also, can you believe it, PTSD? So, you, Oh, my God. Wouldn't you? Fucking Yes. To all of the above. So there were um, a lot of documented suicides here, too. So that just adds on to the suicides from the boys that were there. Bad by, juju. Mm -hmm. And by the 1940s, they had treated over 6,500 patients. Wow. But in that time, they had only had 48 staff members in 25 years that were taking care Holy of 6,500 patients. shit. So, like, no one was actually really being, like, watched or monitored Careful. or really cared for. And these was, are the people who need them more It's like they were care. basically grabbing patients and being like, we haven't experimented, experimented on you recently, and then drag them into a room. Oh, for God's sakes. So in 1980, they began to expand to keep up with new facilities with, like, new methods and stuff like that. Right. During this expansion, there was a murder. 
Oh, no. Um, Gina Hall had allegedly been murdered and buried under the building. Because while it was all open, because they were building a whole new section of it, they started in the basement, and she knew this guy named Stephen Epperly. Uh And Stephen Epperly, his job, he happened to be a construction worker on this site where his job was to pour the gravel for the foundation pits. And I guess he was friends with Gina Hall, or they somehow knew each other beforehand. People saw them out the night before, and then she just miraculously went missing. (gasps) So the cops found a whole bunch of her bloody clothes and items all around town. Oh, no. But her car was only, like, 100 yards away from this construction site. So the cops, like, found enough evidence to know that Stephen Epperly probably killed her, and so they were able to put him away anyway. And, fun fact, this is the first conviction in Virginia history where they didn't have a body during any part of the investigation and were still able to convict someone for murder. Wow. So on top of all that horrible history, there's a murder of someone now just, like, buried under there. Okay. So then in 1990, another health clinic bought the facilities, and basically the hospital became vacant. So by 2004, this whole facility was totally closed, and it ends up getting bought by a previous patient of the hospital named Tim Gregory. And he made it a mission to renovate it back to its original, like, how it looked. How, like, every inch of it he wanted to totally refurbish. And uh, he wanted to build an enlightenment center for people to see what the patients went through. Oh, my God. Good for him. And so he does all these different events to try and save up money so he can personally put it back to as good as he can. Yeah. His, like, main um, event that he puts on is during Halloween. They do a lot of, like, haunted tours and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, anyway, here's all the ghost stuff. Yes. The first one I thought was worth mentioning was Donald, or Old Smokey. Yeah. The pedophile. Oh, fuck him. A group of male paranormal investigators went in. Because I guess the story goes that Donald will only talk to men because he's most attracted to them. And he, like, stays in this... I don't know if he, like, if that was where he worked, if in this closet... I don't know if that was, like, his workspace or if that's where he, like, would take kids. <gasps> oh, no. We don't know, but that's, like, where the most activity comes from him. And so people say the closer you are or if you're even willing to sit in the closet, then sometimes he'll talk to you. And so all these investigators were like, we'll, talk, we'll go into the closet with you if you talk to us. And they gave it maybe 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, the only words that came out of the spirit box were each of their names. Nope. Nope. I thought nope. that was pretty cool. Holy And they crap. hadn't been saying their names, so, like, it had to know. It, like, Holy crap. So I thought that was cool. Um, there's also full-body apparitions uh, in the ward of the old hospital that was for just the alcoholics. You can also hear clinking of, <laughs> like, at least, at least once they're dead, they're drinking in My there. My people. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, tourists and uh, investigators have both experienced... Um, disembodied conversations, screams, footsteps, and they've seen objects move. They've been pushed. Cece also told me that there's a ghost on one of the higher levels that will literally throw you over the stairs. Like, not push you down, but toss you over the fucking railing. What? Wait, what? There, and I, I watched a couple interviews online, and there is a guy who said that he got thrown over the railing a few times. And he works there. Did so, he break his leg? Um, I think it's a low landing. I didn't really... He didn't go into it. Oh, okay. He was kind of an off kind of guy. Oh, oh, no, yeah. oh. I would like, throw him down the stairs, too. No. <laughs> no, like, I was watching the interview, and I didn't really know 
I mean, he was taking a really weird path with it. Like, he kept explaining things in a really weird way, so it was kind of hard to catch up with him. So, uh, there was also a bowling alley somehow in this sanatorium, because oh, why great. not? Uh, apparently, it was a reward for the patients who were doing well. Um, but also, one of the hospital patients' daughters was down there and died. Um, either she died there or someone killed her down there or like another patient kind of had like a, like kind of snapped and hurt her, but somehow a little girl's spirit is down there and her name is Allie. And I don't know if they just like, if her name's Allie or if they named her after the bowling oh, alley. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't want to like be that person that says it, but I thought about but it. But it is definitely the first thing that came into my head. Right. Um, so the bowling alley is also where Gina is said to be buried under. Oh, wow. So there are two ghosts there. Um, there's also a... Uh, it's called the suicide bathroom, where at least oh, no. four different people killed themselves. No. There were two different, um, like, pipes, like water heating pipes on either end of the room. Yeah. And someone had hung themselves on either end. Oh, no. So, like, there was one person who killed themselves over there. There's another person at one point who hung <gasps> himself on the other set of pipes. I don't know how one of them died, and then the fourth one was a woman who uh, she broke the mirror and tried to swallow the glass no, shards. No, no, no. To kill herself. Don't do that. So that seems to be a really heavy place to do some. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will leave a camera there and just kind of leave it running for the night. And then they'll go investigate other rooms. And when they come back, the camera's like moved at a very obvious angle. Wonderful. Like, it's almost like someone just took the camera and just kind of like pointed it somewhere else. But you can see it do the shift. Oh, um, no, that's creepy. Yeah, like when you watch it later on the playback, oh, that's it's creepy. Like, it's moving as if someone behind the camera is moving it. That's but then you remember you left it alone. So creepy. Um, there's also a boiler room. Of course there is. And Always. And that also is super dangerous for women because I guess a couple women were raped down there as oh, well. Oh, no. When it was a hospital that um, the people who claimed to be helping you would bring the woman no, down there. No, no. No. And because they're crazy, no one will believe them. It's really fucked up. It's so sad. So uh, usually if women go down there, there's like an angry kind of gravity towards them. Sure. Uh, also, a couple women were killed down there. And when one investigation group went down, they like sprayed luminol to like see if there was any stains anywhere. Yeah. And you could literally see a giant blood puddle. And then no. like something had dragged through it out the front door. No. Um, they'd also done some like EVP sessions where they were talking to them and then playing it back later to see if they heard anything. They've done spirit box readings to see if there was like an immediate intelligent response. Right. And, uh, during one of those events, an investigation group asked them, where did you take the bodies? Like once you killed them, where did you take the bodies? And later when they played the EVP the next day, you could hear right away some, like a voice says over the fence. No. It's so fucked up. One of the things that you're about to get really, like, about is half of the next page is all just responses that they have gotten. This thing is, uh, like, uh. this whole... My favorite thing about this story is that the thing that seems to work the most there are spirit box responses. Oh, no. And so there's literally just, like, lists and lists, and there's... um there's all these clips. There's like a whole website of clips. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. That people like will bring in of shit that has been said. Holy shit. So people can see nurses walking around the halls where the nurse station used to be. And there's one nurse who's like all about intelligent responses. So oh, wow. my favorite thing when I was an investigator was the flashlight sessions where you would take, you know, those like 
Yeah, and those, then you take the battery and, and screw it all Yeah, bit. like, so those... The mag lights. Yeah, the heavy black flashlights where you have to twist the front of it with the, with the actual lens on it. You have to twist that off to get to the batteries. If you twist it and get it so it's just ever so light that when you touch it, it can go on or off and then leave the flashlight somewhere, you can um, use that as a yes or no game of turn right. the light on if it's yes or no. Because it blah, doesn't blah. use much, like... It doesn't take much. To... It's, like, so light that if there's no draft, essentially it, it won't go on or off by itself unless someone's pushing on it that just a little bit. one of the creepier ones I've done. That is, was my favorite. That was I love that kind of stuff. So the nurses are really good at the flashlight game. And um, I was watching a couple sessions last night that people had done where mm-hmm. they, the best way to do it is bring in multiple flashlights. That way you can say, okay, can you turn this one off or can you turn this one on or can you turn both of these on? That way you know sure. it's not like, like random. It's like, oh, yeah. well, maybe it was a draft. Maybe it was it turned off by itself. Right. You can see like an intelligent, like one time we had, um, we had like an EMF detector going off where it was like green to red baseline. Right. So if there was anything near it, it would go all the way to red. But if there was nothing there, it would go green. And we had all of the EMFs in a circle around the room. We had like 12 of them lined up all around the perimeter of the room. And we asked, if you're here, can you run around and hit all of the machines? And it was so cool to watch each one go red by itself. Oh, no. As if like you could see it, someone running Holy around. Holy shit. So anyway, that stuff gets me. But the, the nurses are very nice, but they'll totally listen to you during the flashlight stuff. Wow. That one was really cool. That's crazy. Um, also, there was... This one's really sad. There was... He doesn't die before you like make a weird thing, but there was a service dog that someone brought in because they wanted emotional support. I don't blame them. Yeah. And the dog who, like those things, ha- they have to be trained. Like they have to be, if yeah. they're like a real, real, real service dog. Oh yeah. They, they go through a lot of training. They are super obedient and disciplined. And this dog refused to go upstairs. Like there's video footage of this oh, dog no. lying down. So he was heavier to drag. Poor baby. Then he got up and was desperately yanking on it. Poor baby. And then he ended up grabbing his own leash and just booking it and like let his like owner drag behind him. Poor was baby. Like, I'm not going in there smart pup um so just more proof that animals know everything they do they're smart people get scratched on the staircase people will get thrown off of the stairs um oh there were a couple guys actually who have all interviewed at different times not knowing each other um saying that they had gotten thrown off the stairs but right beforehand they blacked out and saw like this giant muscular man like but a clear body like you could see through him like casper but like they use the phrase like a ripple jacked muscle man Ugh. with the head of a goat. A what? Yeah. And Wait, he, what? And that's the thing that shoves you over the railing. No. What the fuck? And these were like big men. Like one of the guys was like clearing Wait, 300. And they all said that they saw that same thing? They all, on different occasions, in different years where they didn't know each other, had all said this. That is not okay. And uh, that was the thing that like threw them over the stairs. Don't ever go in there. <laughs> um,. Another thing is a priest came at one point, and the people that came with him went blind temporarily. <laughs> what? <laughs> temporarily. Uh, this priest was also shouted out by name down the hall where nobody was. And he wasn't even dressed like a priest. He hadn't told anyone he was with that he was a priest. Oh, ew. Like, it just knew and was like, Father Johnson. Ew, 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 ew. 
there's a man in a 1950s suit with an old camera who will walk around the perimeter taking photos of the house. Ew. Like, a lot of people have come in and been like, who's the guy taking like, pictures yeah, downstairs? And he looks like he's wearing, like, a really, like, old jacket that he must have gotten from a he thrift must be store. A hipster. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, oh, no, he's been around since, like, almost 100 years. Yikes. Uh, oh, there's also a whistle room. What? Where a lot of people have heard a whistle. Um, like uh, someone like whistling a song and because of that, other people over time have gone in and like whistled to hear if something would do anything back. So they'll whistle a random song. And when they leave, all of a sudden they'll hear a whistle of a different song, Uh -uh. like in the room that they were just in. Nope. There was also a guy who was on his very first investigation. So clearly he, you know, go big or go home, went to the most haunted fucking place on the East Coast. And he didn't know what to say because he had never tried talking to a ghost before he didn't really know like what to ask so he just sat in a room by himself and he's like what's your favorite music and you could hear someone say blues and he got it on his on his uh recorder holy shit you can hear someone say blues and then as he was leaving the room he heard a banjo play no yeah like uh, only like only a couple chords but like you could hear a banjo as he left oh that gave me chills okay so these this is the last thing i also um have a link that i can put on my twitter or our yeah. social media but it's a link to a couple of these evps cool. that were pretty neat um i will my... listen to them but not tonight tomorrow um, in the daylight perfect so this is just a list of some of the many things that has been said okay so this is all through the spirit box or through um evp sessions where they listen to the recording later cool but these are all at least class a um evps so um Class A is, like, they didn't have to really alter it at all. If anything, they just put the volume up so you can hear it better. Wow. Okay. Because, like, there isn't, like, there's, although there's, like, A, B, and C, and then there's a D, and then there's a fucking G, which literally stands for garbage. But. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell is G? Like, Pretty sure I'm a class G person. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So, these are all at least, if they're not spirit box and recorded, it's, like, there's video footage of the spirit box saying these things. They're at least class A EVPs. That's crazy. Um, are those like rare? Yeah, most are class B, but that they're up to suggestion because you could you could tell someone it says something, and then because you told them about it, they're like suggestible. Yeah, yeah, like, like they're gonna hear it. Sure. But class A is usually like everyone hears and hears the same thing. Oh, see, I feel like I usually hear the <clears throat> class B ones just because it's people who like right. post them on the internet and they're like, "This is what I hear." And yeah, I'm like, it really? says I'm awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one is uh, there, and these are just responses. I don't really know what the questions were. Okay, but there has been, um, there's footage of them saying, "What's your name?" Mm-hmm. In a response to someone asking where you are, there was a response that said Radford. Oh. Which is fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, another one said, don't come back. <laughs> oh, An- no. Another said, I'll kill you. Oh. oh, shit. Another said, I want to play. Yeah, that's enough. I don't know if that's, like, a little boy wanting to play. Or, like... Or a- if it's, like, the little girl wanting to play, like, bowling. Or if it's, like, oh, you want to play a fucking I'm game. I'm a demon and I will kill yeah, you. Yeah, I'll that's play. I take it. There's another that said, please get home. Which is a very proper way of saying get the fuck out. Is that what that means? Please get home. Oh, I, I just wanted to say, please get home safely, but, like, no, it no. doesn't seem as nice <laughs> as that. Uh, one tour brought a woman in as, who was also investigating, and as soon as she came in, they weren't hearing anything all night. But when she walked in the room, they got, who is she? <gasps> um, 
when asked how many of you are here, it said all around you. Okay. I, that, <laughs> I don't enjoy that. Another one said die. Another one said kill them. M. As if like there's, it's not just, they're not talking to one ghost at a time. It's like all of these fucking soldiers and natives and little boys and people like patients from the hospital and suicide victims and suicide victims. They're all just like high-fiving each other being like, kill them or like, I'll get this one. Why? There's one here that does say like, um, someone says like, I'll kill them. And then you can hear another one. Like on the EVP, you can hear two different voices. No. And one says, I'll kill them. And another one says, No. Which was nice. Oh, good. Thanks. And then, like, you can hear... I don't know if it's the first one or if it's a whole other one, but it said, let me do it. It's so M. fucked up. M, what the fuck? Another one said murder. Um, one of one of the uh, investigators sat, like, on a... I guess, like, an old industrial pipe or tank or something like that while he was, like, trying to interview. He just kind of leaned against it. And you couldn't hear it at the time, but when they went back and played it, you could see him sit down, and then the... Um, their devices pick up them saying, get off of that. <gasps> um, There's some, like, curmudgeon ghosts, yeah. dude. When asked to reply, um, one of them said, sure you want me to. <laughs> like, what a sassy bitch. I was like, about to say. Like, uh, sure, I some guess. fucking attitude. Another one said, get her to a female no. uh, investigator mm, who... No. That was another one you couldn't hear at the time. She oh, was just no. talking, and in the middle of her talking, you can hear something off the machine say, get her. Nope. Like, and that's so sad. Like, she couldn't even hear it. Another one just said hello, which is like... Oh, hello. Like, you're currently the nicest. That's nice. To an intern, by the way. Oh, no. There was an intern by his fucking self investigating Poor this haunted baby. ass house. And you could hear... Uh, a whisper you can but you can hear it's a definitely a clear whisper and something saying what a weak kid <laughs> um like funny in that they're being judgmental but then you remember it's probably like the like the president or the professor from oh, that school who wanted being like the, what a weak no. kid uh-uh. or it could have been one of like the stronger bully no who was like what a weak kid like we can get him we could take him that's so fucking sad it's not funny anymore and then when asked how many spirits were in the room a different time they got a, this was the one that's I want to show the link to because this was very, very clear. Um, when asked how many spirits were in the room on a spirit box, so it's like a direct voice, you can yeah. hear it right away. You could hear something say seven, and then they ask again because they wanted to like confirm that they actually heard something. They're yeah, like, can you tell me again who's here? And you can hear like a growl scream go seven. You oh, could not miss it. My god, um, when. This was, this one's always cool, I think, but instead of asking how many people or how many spirits are we talking to, like how many of you are there that we can't see, um, one of the investigators said, how many of us are here to try and get like a, an answer wow. that they could confirm? And they said uh, there were five in the room, but they came with 10 people and said they got a spirit box reading that said five. And then you could hear something else say, no, 10 Oh, that was my the creepiest. God. Like they knew about the other five that weren't in the room. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, uh, this was, this is who I imagined was probably a sassy gay. Um, an investigator walking through the room was like, it's dusty in here. And a spirit shouted, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it just said, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But like you could hear it in the machine being <laughs> oh, like, no. like, girl, I know it's dusty. I live here. Oh my God. Uh, the investigator then turned on their spirit box and said, are you in this room? And then there was an answer of no. 
Um, and then the investigator asked, if you're not in here, how can you answer me no? Because, like, you could hear the, you could hear it directly. It was oh, through the spirit box. yeah. So he heard no, like, I'm not in the room. Right. And so playing his game, the investigator was like, if you're not here, then how can you answer me? And you could hear him again say, I'm not stupid. Oh, my God. This is so creepy. And then the last one, which is heartfelt, is one of the um, female investigators. I don't know why I keep saying female investigators when it's like, I'm not saying male investigators. Fair point. But I think it's because everyone that's involved, like, like any t- like it's, it's meant something for the story. I don't know. I just feel like I'm saying it a lot, so Explain I sound kind of yeah. I, I feel like I have to, but it. Anyway, don't. Okay, you'll understand why in a second. Uh, there was a female investigator who was walking around, and over time, she stopped feeling creeped out. But she said it out loud to the other female investigator, and um, she was like, "Oh, like now that we've been here for a little bit, I'm not feeling too creeped out." And they didn't hear it then, but when they oh, checked no. the recording later. They could hear in a very southern accent say, sorry you felt that way, ladies. That's a long that's fucking a, EVP. That's a long one. Holy shit. But it's long and kind. In a southern drawl. In a southern drawl. Oh my god. Okay. You have been talking nonstop about how much this story is freaking take you out. My bra. Yeah, that's what you're <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold We're on. at a whole new stage in our friendship now. There you go. It's been a long time since I've seen a girl take her bra off in front of me, by the way. So thanks for giving me that experience Listen, all over again. You're welcome. I do what I can for you. Perfect. Now let's talk about something pretty horrifying. Okay. So you say. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you the story of Dee Dee Blan- and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Do you know about them? Nope. Great. So they lived in Springfield, Missouri. Um, Dee Dee was a 40-year-old... 48-year-old woman. Uh, she was a larger lady. She wore a lot of like bright, cheerful clothes. Um, people described her as generous and friendly, extremely loyal to her friends. She was just very much loved in the community. Mm-hmm. And her daughter was named Gypsy. Um, and Dee uh, Dee worked... She didn't work a job because she was a full-time caretaker for Gypsy Rose, her teenage daughter. Um, so Gypsy was tiny. She was about five feet tall, confined to a wheelchair, um, wore these big glasses, was pale, skinny. Uh, her teeth were in terrible shape. Mm. Um, and she had a feeding tube and a lot of times she even had an oxygen tank that she would take around with her. Um, and Dee Dee would tell people, you know, my daughter has several illnesses, um, including chromosome defects, muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, severe Fuck. asthma, sleep apnea, and eye problems. Mm-mm. So uh, she had been this way since she was a baby. She was in neonatal intensive care, suffering from leukemia as a toddler. Mm -hmm. So she was just full of all these ailments. Uh, But Gypsy, was the daughter, was really sweet, talkative, um, but she had this high childlike voice, um, and her illnesses had taken a toll on her. And her mom often um, reminded people that her daughter had brain damage and had the mind of a seven-year-old. Okay. Um, But she was a really sweet girl, and the two of them were really close. Uh, the house they lived in had actually been built by Habitat for Humanity. Aww. And it had uh, amenities, so it had, like, a wheelchair ramp. It had, like, oh, a cool. jacuzzi tub for her muscles um, <clears throat> and that kind of thing. Uh, and Dee Dee at the time became very close with a woman who lived across the street named Amy, mm-hmm. who had four children of her own, and they kind of became, like, really close family friends, and they confided in each other. Um 
she told everybody, she told Amy and she told people in the neighborhood and people she knew that uh, Gypsy's father was a deadbeat who was an alcoholic um, and who didn't support, you know, uh, Gypsy and her illnesses and who, um, you know, called uh, Special Olympics a freak show and that kind of thing. Well, this guy deserves to rot in hell. Yeah. Let's just start there. Just not a good start. Um, but they did seem really happy, the two of them, and people described them as just being extremely close uh, and wonderful people. Uh, they went on trips to Disney World, like charity trips th- for her illness. Uh, they met Miranda Lambert through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hey. Um, and then one day uh, in June of 2015, um, a status was posted on Dee Dee's Facebook profile that read, That bitch is dead. <gasps> what? What are you talking about? Uh, I found the post on Facebook. It's still there. No. Yeah. They didn't take it down? Nope, it's still there. Oh, my You gosh. can't comment, but you can see all the people who commented when it went up. Yeah. And so a lot of family and friends were, A, confused, B, upset with, like, the language of it. Right. C, just convinced either, like, her account was hacked or even, like, maybe they'd been watching a or weird... Or, like, a weird joke or something. Yeah, they yeah. thought maybe she's watching a weird movie even. Like, I read through the comments and people were just not... Believe in it. Yeah, or, like, just disturbed. Right. Um, so then there was a new comment that came from Dee Dee's profile, on, like, in between all the concerned family friends that said, it's disturbing, by the way, anybody, okay, who has children or anything around. It said, I fucking slashed that fat pig <gasps> and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud, LOL, in all capital letters. What the fuck? Who? So everyone was like, Holy shit. Uh, they called the police, obviously. Uh, a group of concerned neighbors went to her house, Dee Dee's and uh, Gypsy's house. Um, they noticed that uh, Dee Dee's van was parked outside, and it was the only van that she could transport Gypsy in because she mm-hmm. had the wheelchair. Right. So they were, like, super concerned. Um, the search warrant came uh, at 1045 that night, and the police found Dee Dee's body in the bedroom. Aww. The mom. She'd been stabbed and had been dead for several days, but there was no sign of Gypsy, the daughter. Oh, my God. One of their neighbors organized a vigil and a GoFundMe account to take care of Dee Dee's funeral expenses um, and possibly Gypsy's if they found out where she was. Right. Um, So everyone was freaking out, obviously. They were like, how can anybody prey on this girl? Like, Yeah, uh, of all fucking people. Yeah, and like she didn't have her wheelchair, so... She literally was the most helpless. Like, there's... No worse kind of person. It's very fucked up. Um, there was this one girl who... Remember Amy, who I mentioned, who was mm-hmm. best friends with the mom? Right. So her, one of her daughters had actually gotten really close with um, Gypsy and said she had felt like a big sister to her. But since Gypsy's mom never like left her side, uh, apparently Gypsy had confided in her through a secret Facebook account. Oh, shit. And told her uh, under the name Emma Rose and had told her that she had a boyfriend an online boyfriend oh no so the police she told the police like listen i think you need to know this and so the police obviously uh looked into it and it turns out uh she had met somebody on a christian single site and said she was in love with him gypsy hadn't told her mom because obviously her mom was not going to approve oh my gosh and she was upset because she longed to like grow up and have a boyfriend like other girls her age so the new boyfriend they found out was named Nicholas Gojon, um, and they'd been dating, talking for over two years. Two years? Uh-huh. Must be nice. I wish I had a relationship Two like years. That. Go on the internet, man. 
Oh. <laughs> they hadn't met, but they were talking for two years on the internet. And Gypsy said she planned to marry him. Um, they were both Catholic, had both agreed to the names of their children. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and she had planned for her mom to like meet him at the local movie theater casually and then discuss their relationship or whatever. Um, so Gypsy had also told uh, Aaliyah before that she had these thoughts of like romance and dating, even though her mom kept claiming like that she had the mind of a seven year old, but she still had these like, right. She had like sexuality and romance on her mind. Um, she told Aaliyah that, so she was 18 and she told Aaliyah that Nick was 24. Um, so the police took down his name and then they traced the IP address uh, to Dee Dee's Facebook posts. The address was registered to a, Nicholas Gojon mm. in Big Bend, Wisconsin. So that's At least he uses his real name. Where the posts were coming from. Well, it was like his IP address linked to his Wi-Fi or whatever. Oh. So the posts... They, For a second, I thought she wasn't getting catfished. Well, As, she wasn't. It was him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was him. I thought yeah. his name was going to end up being like... Tracy. <laughs> I was thinking like Lucifer. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, the least likely thing that could happen out of this story. I mean, it sounds like he's already Lucifer. So, um, they dispatched officers to Nicholas's slash Lucifer's home in Wisconsin. (laughs) Uh, He surrendered quickly. They found Gypsy with him, safe and healthy. Really? That is not the story I thought I was going to hear. I know. Everyone was super relieved, but then they were like, wait. Yeah, what the fuck, though? What is happening? It turns out that... In fact, Gypsy hadn't used a wheelchair from the moment she had left her house a few days earlier because she didn't need one. What, did her mom have Munchausen? Yes. <gasps> she could My walk. psychology degree. Munchausen bitch. by proxy, but yeah, close enough. Well, yeah. She, would, she could walk just fine. Um, there was nothing wrong with her muscles, and she had no medication or oxygen tank with her. Her hair was short and spiky, but she wasn't bald. Her head had simply been shaved all her life to make her appear (gasps) ill. She was well-spoken, but shaken. Um, And she told the police it was all a fraud, all of it, every last bit, and her mother had made her do it. So it turns out Dee Dee, the mother, her name was actually Claudine, but she had gone by various aliases and misspellings over the years. Um, for a while, she went by Claudinea, which I just don't even know. Get over yourself. Like, that is not even a discreet name. Like, if you're going to hide from the like law. Like, be Ruth. Yeah, yeah, literally. Be like... Julie. Anne. Like, yeah. something really... <laughs> Cla- Claudine- Claudinea is not subtle. Like you're asking to yeah. be noticed. And then she added an E to her last name, because she was like, oh, that'll hide me. But it did, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, maybe the most obvious ones are actually the Fair. most subtle ones. Um, They found Gypsy's father, who uh, had been only 18 when Gypsy was born. It turns out he had been involved in her life all along, had been sending payments, like money. Did did the daughter know this, though? Uh Uh-huh. So, wait, the daughter knew about this whole scam the whole time. Uh Uh-huh. She knew she was fine. Yes. Oh. But she had been in I mean, her mom had been training her to do this since she was two. No, I get that. You know. For a second, I super sympathized with her because I thought... She had no idea her dad was in her life and had no idea that she wasn't sick. Her mom just told her, and so she just believed it, not that she knew something was up the whole time. Well, there was a moment where, actually, her dad asked her, like, what did your mom tell you? Like, did she... Because he found out that her uh, mom had been, like... Doing this. Like, 
conning people. But, like, bashing him and being like, he's an alcoholic, he doesn't support her, like, da-da-da. And so he found that out after her death. And so he asked his daughter, like, what on earth has she been saying? Like, why did she let me, why was she so friendly with me on the phone? And all her daughter, all uh, that Gypsy said was, mom said, keep your enemies close. (gasps) And that's all that. What a shady bitch. She could, like, tell him. She's like, that's just what she told me. Um, so it turns out that like when, uh, Gypsy was born, um, her dad was only 18 and her mom was 24. Um, and so her dad kind of panicked, they got married, but then he realized like, I can't be in a relationship with you. This is not like Mm. what I want. So they got separated, but he, uh, gave her money throughout her life, helped support her medical bills, et cetera. Um, he said, later that Gypsy was healthy at birth, but when she was three months old, Dee Dee became convinced that her baby had sleep apnea and that Gypsy would stop breathing in the night. Um, and that's when Dee Dee began taking her to the hospital. Uh, Rod remembers that the doctor couldn't find anything in spite of three rounds of tests and a sleep monitor. What? What Dee Dee would tell people is that Gypsy had a chromosomal defect, and that's how she explained to people how bewildering like her illness was, mm-hmm. um, because she wasn't diagnosed with a- with anything. Um, and a lot of her uh, health issues she claimed stemmed from like her chromosomal defects, as she put it. Right. What a diplomatic way to say there's nothing wrong with my child. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that a lot of Munchausen by proxy um, cases start with sleep apnea. A mm-hmm. lot of times parents will say oh they have sleep apnea and it'll like stem Ex- from expands, that yeah. yeah it's so it's just really fascinating um apparently it spiraled really quickly um Dee, Dee would always come up with a new idea of what was wrong with her daughter she'd find a new doctor she'd find a new drug um and she had actually once worked as a nurse's aide which i guess is another sign of munchausen's is like the to parent like learn it all <laughs> had worked in medicine because right. a lot of times that's part of like their mental i don't know awareness of illnesses and their um, terminology and that kind of thing uh so she was good at like remembering the terminology and like spitting it back at doctors and nurses and that mm-hmm. was part of the way that she kept people like in this l- right s- loop. like with the wool over their eyes yeah mm-hmm. um and i guess the way she used those terminology was like a wall like she would just spit all these words out and Something nobody can stuck. argue <laughs> yeah nobody can like argue with that um so Rod, her dad, um, Gypsy's like biological father, eventually remarried, had children, other children, but would like have family outings with her when she was growing up, and then eventually Dee Dee like stopped visiting and said she's too right. sick, you know. But he would still like support them financially and that kind of thing. Um, so Dee Dee would tell doctors that Gypsy had seizures every couple of months, so they started putting her on anti-seizure medications. Um, Dee Dee told multiple doctors that her daughter had multi- uh, muscular dystrophy even right. after a muscle biopsy. But really, she wanted a jacuzzi. <laughs> well, maybe. Basically. <laughs> it's quite a roundabout way to get it. I mean, it's it. like how a lot of people go to doctors to get pills. It's like, can I just tell you I have muscular dystrophy so I can have a hot tub? Yeah. And will you pay for it? <laughs> it's a really roundabout <laughs> way to get a hot tub. Um, but yeah, so Dee Dee would tell people that her daughter had muscular dystrophy even after a muscle biopsy proved that she didn't. She said there were problems with her eyes and ears also and insisted that she had poor vision and frequent uh, ear infections. So doctors would frequently operate on her. <gasps> on to Gypsy. do what? Um, like they would just like they did put tubes in her ears and shit when she, she didn't had, need it? She had tubes in her ears. She also had um, multiple eye surgeries. Fuck, fuck, fuck 
because fuck her that. mom talked. I'd be like, let me be blind into saying that she had like vision problems and couldn't see and da da da. And so they did actual surgery on her eyes and ears. Um, I'm over the story officially. It is too late. And this is too dark. So after Katrina hit, um, she told everybody that uh, her daughter's medical records had been washed away in the hurricane. Oh, that's fucking convenient, isn't it? Convenient. Nice. They moved to Missouri. Um, Gypsy had been involved with charities for children um, with disabilities from the time she was small. They stayed at, like, Ronald McDonald homes. Um, and apparently that was the biggest benefit that Dee Dee had gotten, is that they stayed at all these Ronald McDonald houses. Oh, what a treat. Over the years. What a treat when there's actually nothing wrong yeah. with your child. Yeah. So it kind of, again, spiraled from there. They got free flights from a volunteer pilot's organization. They stayed at a lodge for cancer patients. They got free trips to Disney World through char- charity organizations. Um, when Gypsy's dad called for her 18th birthday to wish her a happy 18th birthday, and he wanted to make like a joke about because her mom always listened in on the phone calls, and he tried to make a joke like, "Oh, you're a grown up now. Like, I better watch out." You know, yeah. As a dad, like typical dad jokes, like dad jokes, even though you haven't been around this whole time. Yeah. Well, like, no, but he was like he still paying visited for regularly. They did family vacations together. He paid. So was he at least under the impression that she was really ill? Yeah, because when he said when she was three months old that the mom was like, no, she's so sick. Like, she has right, to get... Right, right, you tell me that. And yeah. so he was like, oh my God. So he paid for, like, all her medical treatments. He and his new, like, her stepmom were taking her on trips. Like, Jesus. it took care of her. Their, it just was That's really, a father, by the way. And he had no idea, like, that she was bashing him. I mean, he knew she was sick, but he didn't know about any of the, um... They did, like, local video, like, um, local news stories and things like that on the two of them. Right. And the mom never told him, like, anything about that. So they were, like, known in their town because of all these news stories. Right, and right, they right. Were, he, I guess she didn't tell him about all, like, the charity benefits they were getting, obviously. Um, so he just thought, you know, I'm supporting my family. Uh, but so anyway, so he called on her 18th birthday to make like dad jokes about like, oh, you know, like <laughs> every girl's 18th birthday dream. Fabulous. <laughs> you're like, you're where do I sign 18? And Dee, Dee said she thinks she's 14. You can't talk to her like that. And it's like, he oh was like, God. that's strange. And, and that was the first one of the first signs where he was like that. Like, what does she mean? Like, yeah. that doesn't seem normal. Um. So the first time Rod, her dad, saw Gypsy walk was in a news report um, on Gypsy's arraignment hearing in Wisconsin. Nobody had prepared them. Christy, his new wife, her stepmother, saw the video on Facebook. And Rod said when he saw Gypsy walking Mm -hmm. on her feet, his first reaction was, I was so happy that she was walking. Because it didn't even occur to him that, like... Like, that she wasn't sick. Right, it was was just like, like, oh, it's a miracle despite her illnesses. One of the things she said was, like, the most frustrating thing was when they would go to doctors when she was younger, and her mom would tell them, like, she had muscular dystrophy, and she was like, I had perfectly healthy muscle mass in my legs. I didn't have really skinny. Yeah, how do you lie to doctors about that? I, she was like, I didn't have really skinny legs like, like most people do, and she was like, it was so frustrating that doctors weren't like, hmm, what? Like... Yeah, it says a lot about all the doctors you ever saw. But at the same time, they interviewed a lot of the doctors, and they were like, you know, if the mom is insisting that in in other, like, she's been diagnosed with this since she was a baby, and, like, 
her records got washed away and she's super wouldn't it Ill. be somewhere in her like blood though like couldn't you do a like a test like draw some blood and they did muscle biopsies but like i feel like it's a line as a doctor of being like you can't be like you're faking and then well, like did your like oh i don't know i don't know i this is just too fucking weird to me so Gypsy doesn't know the full story. Like she's still confused about things because her mom didn't explain everything. Did her mom really believe this shit though? I mean, if you're going to let your daughter get fucking biopsies performed on her. Well, Munchausen by proxy is like a mental disorder. So it's like, right. you're not I'm even. saying though, did she like, so she definitely saw, like she was in this world where this was like, she had no sense of having conned anyone. Oh no. I think she knows it wasn't real. I just think the way that it works is like, you have this compulsion to like, it's weird she's they, really really wanted to the believe way it. they explained it is that there's, so there's malingering which is a different thing where, which is where you purposefully like cause mm-hmm. that's symptoms. like you do that's like you'll feed your child too much salt so that they get really really sick near yeah death. you like, like purposefully make them ill to right. like con people and then but that's not considered a mental illness but that's just abuse yeah but munchausen by proxy is considered a mental illness so i don't know like the distinction but i guess it's like I don't know if she really, like, if in her heart, like, she, like, no, she's actually really sick, or if she was, like, part of her knew this was a big fucking lie. I think part of her knew it was a lie, and also she had, like, somewhat of a criminal record and would change her name a lot and would deceive people and wouldn't tell her husband. You know, she kept a lot of secrets from people, so I think part of her, at least part of her knew, like, "Mm, sounds like a, a real good con job. I'm deceiving people, yeah. Um, so it's just caused all sorts of controversy, obviously. Um, so Gypsy doesn't know the whole story. There was a lot that her mom kept away from her. Um, for example, when she was arrested, Gypsy told the police, uh, that she was 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found her birth certificate. It turns out she was 23. Ooh, girl. She had no idea. She really didn't know. No idea. Um, she didn't know what medication she had been on in her lifetime. Oh, that's fucked up. There was a pile of medications. Um, some of them weren't even prescribed to her at all. Her mom was just able to get her like certain meds. Um, one of them was a tranquilizer that she had put her on. What the fuck? And, um, so she had been, I mean, since she was three months old. So that fucks with your body. Especially when you spent your whole life and you don't actually know Uh what's been in your system. You're just completely on drugs for your your whole lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that obviously, I mean, she was only five feet tall. Who knows if that had anything to do with it, but her mom was like very tall and so was her dad. So who knows if that like fucked with her development. Right. Whatever. Probs. There's most people say yes. Yeah. Um, It's not like they were Flintstone vitamins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine no. a tub of Flintstone vitamins. That would... Oh, I hated yuck. those. Yuck. It'd be like swimming in chalk. Those used to make me throw up. I don't know why. Well, at least they wouldn't make you five feet tall. Amen. <laughs> um, I can't talk. I'm six feet fucking tall. It's <laughs> not great. You ate way too many Flintstone vitamins. I know. <laughs> um, so, okay. Munchausen by proxy. So the person feigns or induces the physical and psychological symptoms on somebody else. Mm-hmm. For no other obvious reason except for sympathy and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, like, a psychological disorder. So I guess it does kind of remind me of, like, an, like narcissism or something that, like, you can't explain. It's just, mm-hmm. like, an inherent thing where they just want the attention. Um, like Gio. 
basically, Gio has it, and thank God he doesn't take care of me because he'd probably drive me into You're an like, don't early you know? grave. <laughs> don't you know She's all of the problems so with her? Ill. Let me count the ways. <laughs> She's so ill. Um, so, like as we said, Munchausen is when you do it to yourself, so you mm-hmm. make yourself ill for attention. Um, and not to be a spoiler, but it's been enough years, like Sixth Sense. Right. Just saying. Great movie. <laughs> Uh, most, whatever. Most cases? Yeah, most cases. Uh, sorry. Most cases with the syndrome are mothers, um, but they have also <laughs> documented cases of fathers doing this to their children, husbands doing this to their wives, mm-hmm. uh, nieces doing this to their aunts, which is just super weird. Oh, we- oh, I guess, well, like, I would imagine an elderly if aunt. If you're taking you're- care. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true, like, elderly abuse. Um, and doctors often don't detect it for months or years because it's, like, extremely rare. Like, typically nobody comes in and says, like, my child is so ill, you right, know, right, without... Right. It's just a very rare thing. You don't assume as a doctor that, like, they're making it up. Right. Um, and, like, one other thing I read was that the longer you do it, like, especially if you're a parent with a child, the longer you kind of engage the child or the even an adult in it, the more likely they are to cooperate. So mm-hmm. they'll just jump on board with you, especially as a child, because their their whole goal is to like get approval from the parent. Right, they're not course. thinking like they think you're right. So if you're yeah, just they're saying, gonna listen to whatever you say. You're sick, you're sick, you're sick, or like pretend you can't walk or whatever. You're right. you're just gonna do it. Um so it's just very twisted and like must cause psychological damage beyond all I can't even oh, imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be crazy, like, if someone was like, oh, do you want to go do this? You know, this random activity. And now, after, like, 20 years of your life, it's like, I don't know, can I? Like, I have no idea what I'm actually not capable of. I'm not supposed to tell you I can walk. Like, what? If someone's like, you want to go swimming? It's like, do I? I have literally, like, you have, you've grown up with nothing but someone else controlling your whole life. You have no idea and like limiting you completely yeah and, like pretending you're seven years old when you're 15 and actually you're 18 you don't even know it like yeah twisted yeah. so she just had a horrible she kind of had to be hanging out with other seven-year-olds and be like what the fuck like why is she even giving me this number like i'm not yeah at can't this she pretend state? i'm at least like 10 yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so apparently this happens in the adult world too and there are people who study it um Obviously, it's like it hides in plain sight because, again, people don't assume that you're faking. Right, right. Um, I mean, you can just run around on crutches all the time, and yeah, you know especially I mean? if it's your child. Like, you don't assume that a parent is yeah lying putting about. them in a wheelchair for no exactly, reason. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the uh, the weird thing about this too is that they can't diagnose the mother because obviously she's dead, which reminds me mm-hmm. of my line of like. She's a dead fucking corpse or whatever. <laughs> but, like, she's a dead fucking lady, so they can't diagnose her. Um, Why would anyone want to talk to her? It's like she's basically dead. She's, like, basically, she smells so bad, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even want to be in the same room, to Seventh be Seventh grader is that. <laughs> um, but she didn't leave behind any sort of diary or anything. Like, so they can't... The only way you could diagnose someone with a mental illness I know, is if you speak to, to them. for her to fucking be there. Right. right. So they can't technically diagnose her, although... Um, the, she had like a binder of medical information on her daughter and like some of the information she gave to various doctors, um, and some like parameters that they usually cite uh, as red flags did fit her pretty clearly. Like the medical training that she had in her background is a very right. common thing. Um, do you think like 
did I wonder if she sat down and was like, oh, she must have this, this, and this, and decided it all in one night, or like every couple years she'd throw in a new thing. Well, that was what they. That's what her, <coughs> um, her ex husband, uh, Gypsy's dad, said was that she would kind of just create this gigantic web of lies where... So it just kept getting worse. Yeah, so she would lie about something. Then, like, someone would question her about it, so she would just add on to it Mm, and create, like, all these diagnoses. Um, And one, like, another thing is that she would always change locations, so they would move around a lot, which is another sign of Munchausen by proxy because... You You don't don't, want to get caught. mm -hmm, And you don't leave a clear medical trail, especially with, like, oh, the hurricane took all our... Which, yeah. by the way, it turned out not to be true because they found the binder of all her medical right. records. Valid. Mm-hmm. So clearly she knew what she was doing, like she mm-hmm. was lying. Um, so uh, there is a doctor named Caroline Burton who works for the Mayo Clinic. Uh, and she, said, she studies like adulthood Munchausen by proxy situations. She said she's never seen um, a case go on for that long. So like wow. where she was a baby all the way till she was yeah, 23 yeah. years old. I mean... So she That's said she had never seen bananas. anything yeah, go on for so long. Um, and the crazy thing, so they looked into Gypsy's medical records um, all the way back in 2001. So she was born in 91, which is the year I was born. Um, mm. So she's our age at this point. Great. Um, well, your age. I'm not fucking old. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she's my elderly age. Aw. Um, all the way back in 2001, um, Doctors at Tulane actually tested her for muscular dystrophy, and her tests all came back negative. Typical. All scans of her brain and spine were clear. All of those records survived Katrina, unlike her mother had said. Hmm. Um, nonetheless, Dee Dee continued to insist to doctor after doctor that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy. Um, most of the doctors appeared to take her word for face value, mm-hmm. which, you're right, like, is questionable. I mean... It's one of those things where it's like you see so many patients every day and you don't necessarily think to be like, I'm going to question you on your daughter's health. But at the same time, like, sure, there were signs that she probably wasn't ill. Uh, A lot of the doctors, so they took everything for face value and proceeded to treat treat her for her vision, hearing, sleep, and, quote, salivation problems that her mother said she had. Um, which her mother said were... Salivation problems? Mm -hmm. Like me with fucking ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I already already, uh, called my friends at Tufts and we're going to (laughs) do surgery on you. (laughs) Yeah, so her mom told um, doctors that she had a salivation problem that needed to be taken care of. Um, So Gypsy's eye muscles were repeatedly operated on for alleged weakness of her eye muscles. I know, it makes you want to scream. Um, tubes were put in her ears, like you said, for alleged ear infections. She was given a feeding tube. She ate very little by mouth, surviving on cans of Pediasure. There had to be a doctor somewhere being like, I feel bad for this fucking kid. We There's don't need one. to be doing this. There's oh, one. is his name Blaze? How did you know Aww. my boyfriend was involved? <laughs> so no. long ago. There is one. But so she ate, basically she ate Pediasure into her 20s, like into her early 20s. I knew someone who ate Pediasure into their like teens and we were all like, girl, you gotta quit. Whoa. I knew people who took it after, or that was Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Mm-hmm. Are they not the same hangovers. thing? No, Pediasure is like for infants. infants. What's Pedialyte? For toddlers? It's like an electrolyte thing. I don't know. Oh, whatever. It, it was all matter. weird and it all looked gross. It's disgusting. But yeah, so she basically survived on Pediasure. It's like a meal replacement, sort of. 
Um, like slim fast. Yeah, well into her 20s. Um, her salivary glands were injected with Botox. Then her mother complained that she drooled too much. So they took out her salivary glands. They surgically removed them. I'm going to lose my mind. Gypsy's teeth rotted out and had to be extracted. Um, but it wasn't clear whether that was just poor dental hygiene or the mix of medications and severe malnutrition. I'm going to guess the medications. I'm going to guess all of the fucking above. <laughs> Sorry. Infinity and beyond. So most doctors didn't pick up on any of these hints that anything was wrong. Um, or at least if they did, they didn't act on it. Uh, but there was one exception. His name, name was not Blaze. I'm sure it would have been Blaze if you were uh, practicing medicine back then. Hmm. But in 2007, a pediatric neurologist named Bernardo Flasterstein. Uh, of course that was his name. My second guess. <laughs> really <laughs> generic. You could have guessed it. On right. Your... It was actually, it's on my list of baby names. Bernardo Flasterstein. <laughs> it doesn't Just mean... Flasterstein, actually. I hadn't thought of Bernard. <laughs> Bernardo, though. Oh, the Italian Bernard... Bernard. Bernardo is not bad. Um... Okay, so he was consulting on the case in misery, uh, and he became suspicious. Um, he said he had his doubts from the first time he saw Dee Dee and Gypsy. Uh, Dee Dee's stories about Gypsy's myriad illnesses didn't fly with him, and he actually wrote a note to her primary care doctor uh, after the first visit and wrote in bold, underlined type in the note, the mother is not a good historian. So, like, <laughs> she's not telling... Right. Like her medical history correctly or something's off. Um, she said, or he said there was an unusual distribution to Gypsy's weaknesses for a muscular dystrophy case. Um, and he said that he gave the case the benefit of the doubt, sent her for all the usual tests, mm -hmm. um, the MRIs, the blood work, and everything came back normal. And he said, I remember having her stand up and she could hold her own weight, exclamation point. Yeah. Um, Flasterstein actually diagnosed the mother with Munchausen by proxy. Um, Someone finally had to. Yep. So he told her that and explained his assumption. And he said, I assumed she got my notes, but she never showed up again. Um, and the nurses said she was really upset, left, never came back. Um, there was actually a time that Gypsy tried to escape her mother. Uh, they went to a science fiction convention. And she met a man, uh, and they started talking online. And uh, at this time, Dee Dee was telling everyone that uh, Gypsy was 15 when she was actually 19. Great. Um, but the man was 35. He took Gypsy back. Who was actually 63. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all living in, like, an alternate right, time right. universe. Yeah, I'm 49, by the way. Oh, that's my lucky number. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Wow. I knew it. I'm 22. Stop it. Um, so he took Gypsy back to his hotel room, um, and Dee Dee found them. Apparently she knocked on the hotel room with papers that showed Gypsy was a minor, so the man let her leave. And she later said, Gypsy later said that was the moment where she was like, this isn't okay. Like, right, yeah. This isn't normal. I should be able to hang out with people I want to be. Yeah, And yeah. I guess that's where she got rebellious and found this other guy online and all that. Um, but Except so. weren't we all rebellious at one point and found someone online? Yeah, yeah. And it was always stupid. Well, but hers went a little too far. I mean, only a sprinkle. <laughs> only a little bit. Only um, a dash. Mom, I promise I never plotted to murder you. 
Okay, so can you tell me who killed or who wrote the Facebook thing? Because mm-hmm. I really, like, I'm just okay. itching. And an itching needs to get scratched, you know? Yeah, tell me more about that. It's tall ass. Okay. So, actually, somebody at one point called the police to do a wellness check because one of the neighbors actually believed that the mom was lying and mm-hmm. was, like, called the police to check in. The police wrote a report that said, clearly Gypsy does suffer from some type of mental handicap because she had been taught to act so well. Yeah. Could it be Stockholm Syndrome? Or? Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. That's really more sympathizing. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I feel it, like it could just be being brought up to be thought. Just she be just said that. that was her life. She was yeah. told this is what's wrong with her. And so she just did it. Um, but anyway, both Gypsy and Nick, her boyfriend, were charged with first degree murder. Um, they investigated the crime and it turns out that there were text messages between the two that appear to discuss and plan Dee Dee's death. Um, one time, Go John or Nick uh, texted her. Honey, you forget I am ruthless, and my hatred of her will force her to die. Holy crap. And you want to be with someone like that? It's my evil side doing it. He won't mess up because he enjoys killing. What the fuck? So this wasn't even his first kill. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Apparently he enjoys killing. Most people who haven't killed don't know that. Don't know whether or not they enjoy (laughs) it? Yeah. Uh, I have a hunch I don't like killing people. But Gojon apparently referred to his evil side because he and Gypsy had constructed this elaborate online fantasy life where where they had these crazy, all these Facebook accounts. They were into like BDSM imagery and would send each other. Meanwhile, mom thinks that she's fucking seven. She's seven (laughs) years old and doesn't know. Like, I mean. Well, maybe that helped her play into that kind of role of being like submissive and. I mean, if you think you're seven, obviously you don't think you're... This yep. is so fucked up. I don't up. know. Holy crap. If you think you're seven, you're not having violent sex with people. Valid. You Sorry. should not be having hand holdings with anyone. No. Um, so they had specific... No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> if you're 12 and you're my sister, you should never hold anyone's hand Aww. until you're 25. Okay. They had I'm not a- even 25. <laughs> Exactly, Em. Listen to my words of advice. Probably a good move, Thank actually. You. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm Maybe I shouldn't hold hands until I'm 25. I'm very wise. Okay, they had specific names and roles for each other. Uh, would take pictures of themselves in, like, costumes. Um, uh, Gypsy would dress up as Harley Quinn uh, and pose with a knife. So they were just, like, in this weird world of, like, reality and fantasy mixed together. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, Gojon had no history of violence. He had no history of any assault, anything, murder. He was just in this weird fantasy world that they created. Uh, The only thing he had ever been uh, arrested for was lewd conduct at a McDonald's in 2013 where he was watching porn on his tablet. (coughs) They told the police uh, he was the one to wield the knife. Um, She said that while her mother was being stabbed, she was in the other room listening. Aww. Did she feel bad at all? Well, they planned it for months. Yeah, but I feel like even if I were to plan that, I would back out really quick. I'd I mean, if like, you nah. think about it, it's sort of like an abusive response. Like, you That's know, true. I those mean, people she's... who are in abusive relationships where they, like, have no control, and mm-hmm. you just get to a point where you're like, well, there's no other way out. I almost feel like it was that kind of thing where she was like... Do you think she, like, wanted her mom to die? And, like... Or do you think she was just in an abusive relationship with this guy and just went along with what he wanted? No, I think she was in an abusive relationship with her, with her mom. 
And okay, that makes sense. I too. do. I mean, that's just. Bad. I mean, she a thousand percent was uh, right. I mean, I'm not. I'm obviously not in the place to say, but there's like there's just so many weird. Half it's all factors. Wrong. Yeah. Um, so on July 5th, she pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. The judge gave her the minimum sentence of 10 years, so she'll be eligible for parole in about seven and a half years. Um, and at that point, she will be 32 years old. Um, she's now at the Women's Eastern Reception Diagnostic and Correctional Center in Vandalia, Missouri. Uh, her hair is long, her skin is clear and healthy, and she wears proper glasses instead of these giant shoes. And her like... legs are fully functional. Mm-hmm. She's off all her meds, and there have been zero health problems since she um has been out of her mother's control for about a year oh good nothing um this uh one does she regret the murder well one of the people at the prison said most of my clients lose weight in prison because the food is so bad but gypsy gained 14 pounds and good for her first year that's like me in college yeah (laughs) no because everyone gains their weight yeah nobody loses weight in college (laughs) Uh, about her mother, her opinion seems to waver. Um, the doctors, she, what she told uh, this journalist was that the doctors saw her mom was so devoted and caring. I think she would have been the perfect mom for someone that actually was sick, but I'm not sick. That's a big, big difference. Hmm. Isn't that sad? Um, she act, still, Gypsy doesn't think she actively deceived anyone. She said, I feel like I was just as used as everybody else. She used me as a pawn. I was in the dark about it. The only thing I knew was that I could walk and that I could eat. As for everything else, well, she'd shave my hair off and she'd say, it's going to fall out anyway. So let's keep it nice and neat. Gypsy said her mother told her she had cancer and would tell her that her medication was cancer medication. So she just accepted it. If your mother tells you since you're three years old that no, you yeah, have you believe cancer. It. So Gypsy was actually the one who had the idea to post about the murder on Facebook because she wanted the police to take note and go find her mom. So she was Aww, like. So she had some like. There was a reason. Because it was several days later. And right. she was like. She told her boyfriend like I needed. Um, I need to post something alarming on Facebook. Right. To get. Alarming indeed. Attention. And she said she told him that, but then he decided what to write. So it was like that bitch is dead or whatever. Um, In terms of her prison sentence, Gypsy uh, is like just in a super accepting state. And she tells people she feels freer in prison than she did when living with her mom. I don't blame her. At least they let her walk everywhere. Yeah. And she has probably a friend. not on like 30 medications at once. Yeah. She's on zero medications now. Mm -hmm. That tells you something. Um, and she said, I was raised with what my mother taught me to do, and those things were not very good. And then she said something um, along the lines of, my mother raised me to be a liar, but all I want is to be an honest person, and I feel like I can be that here. So, Whatever. Now she's, uh, and she gets out at age 32, so hopefully she can rebuild a semi-decent life. life. Um, but yeah, it's just wild how like that even enters a parent's mind of like... yeah. Oh, this is... And I don't think it's like a... Oh, I have a great idea. I think it's... I really do think it's like a mental illness of like a compulsion of... Yeah. This will get me attention. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. It's so sad. It's like one thing to do to yourself, but then to do your own child when they're like three years old. Mm -hmm. And put them in a wheelchair and shave their head. I mean, it's just so twisted. Yeah. But she got so much out of it. News stories and trips to disney world and meeting miranda lambert like i would do many things to meet miranda lambert fair point (laughs) i kind of get that a little on that end if you want me to shave your head 
I'll do it. Nah, just get me to Miranda Lambert. Mm-hmm. Who's around right now, I think, because Stagecoach is going on. That's right. Well, that was a great, happy way to end my week. Hello. How how will let's listen to a horoscope for Gia. Oh my god, I have such a good one. Oh my god, I have such a good one. Okay. So here is Gio's horoscope for the day. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. You're not gonna like it. Aw. Is someone being a bit greedy in regard to you right now? Their nonstop attention and eagerness to spend time with you has been quite flattering. But today you might be starting to feel a bit claustrophobic. No. You've got a more introverted personality than you might realize, and it's wishing for some peace and quiet. Of course, you don't want to hurt this person, M, feelings (laughs) by rejecting them, but you need to tell them to give you space. If you don't, they could start to annoy you. Hmm. I'm, I think he's, I think that's wrong. (laughs) <laughs> the stars are wrong they have not aligned mercury is in retrograde literally we're best friends today when i showed up i didn't even say hi to him yet and he had already leapt on he was like i'm ready for that hug That's so fair. if i'm being claustrophobic maybe he needs to not you know send me those Mixed kinds signals. of signs yeah i'm just telling you what the stars are saying i give him ample wiggle room to leave if he's not interested but he will sit still and let me kiss on him and love on him and give him compliments. You're He's a-, a lucky, lucky guy. You're acting a little defensive, Em. Because I don't want to <laughs> let him go. <laughs> anyway, I saw that. It was the first one I opened and I was like, holy shit. That's so real. Uh, on that note, I don't. we never know how to end these things. So Listen, we love you guys so much in it. Like I can't even deal. The affection that we showed to Gio, we also show to you. Yes. Be lucky that you're not in the same physical location as us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us at our website. And that's why we drink.com. You can also find our Patreon there. Uh, our uh, handle is ATWWD podcast. And you can email us your stories for our next listener story that comes out the first of every month at and that's why we drink at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you, so get in touch, please. And we love you very much. And thank that's you. That's why we drink. I don't care what you had to say. Drink. And that's why we Fuck, drink. I thought I finally had it. <laughs> okay, one, two, three. And, and that's, that's why, why we, we drink. drink. Bye. Jesus. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University. We know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.